0: We're going to get it done for the state of Ohio. The very last press conference of Ohio State uh, preparation for the game. Denzel Burke makes the most noteworthy thing we heard. The most noteworthy soundbite. Not, I don't know. Does that count as guaranteeing victory? I guess we can debate that on Snap Judgments. They're brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. Is that a full guarantee or just like... Gonna go it, for, try really hard. I
1: think it's just the player being confident in his abil- his team's ability to win, which like he should be. I always hate like I hope not too much gets made out of that. Well, I, I know, you I know, I know better. Yeah, you know. I do I do know better. The man was not guaranteeing victory, he was expressing confidence in himself and his teammates, but we are who we
2: are, so it'll get blown out of proportion. <laughs> yeah, I, it's the weirdest obsession in sports. <laughs> oh, you know, I think we're gonna go up there and get our asses kicked. Like no one <laughs> no one ever says that and no one ever should say that. Um uh, it, it is a part of the calculated risk of who gets to talk today, like with the first four guys we talked to were Kyle McCord and Emeka Abuka and Cody Simon and Marvin Harrison, and you feel fairly confident. None of them are going to say anything that would be even remotely f- inflammatory. And they did not. And they did not. It was about as toast as it gets. And then Denzel, who has taken on what Austin calls him, the truth teller of the defense. Like uh, he's taken on this role. He's extremely confident and uh, good for him. He's not guaranteeing a win. He's saying, hey, they're going to be ready to go. That's about that's mine. And also,
0: if either one of these teams needed bulletin board material at this point right. with the stakes involved, um, that wouldn't be ideal for either one to try and get it done. So I, I do agree with both of you. It will get blown out. Some of the comments from Kyle McCord, who was trying to say, hey, you prepare like it's just another game. Marvin Harrison saying the same thing. Like, that doesn't mean that they don't think it's important. But they're trying to keep yeah. it in perspective.
2: Kyle also called it the greatest robbery in sports, which <laughs> and that, is, that so he understood. huge honor. And yeah. Marvin said it's just it's the biggest game we've ever played in. But like you can't you can't think about it like that on Tuesday, and that was the point I think they were trying to make. Like Cody Simon, I think it was who said you know they can't win the game today. Now you can lose the game today, I think, but you can't win it today. So um, there is a mentality of not getting too far ahead of themselves, and everyone around here knows what's at stake. I mean, it's not. Rocket surgery?
0: Mm-mm. No, it's not. You know, and most rockets don't require surgery. I don't believe.
2: You've never really seen many rockets, have you? No, I don't.
0: I don't know that much about them. But that's a different show. Uh, we also heard, in addition uh, to those five Buckeyes, we heard from Ryan Day and Jim Knowles. Bill, what did you learn, if anything, from those conversations, which were also pretty buttoned up?
1: Yeah, pretty buttoned up. Short, uh, about fifteen minutes or so with each of them. I I don't know that we learned a whole lot from Ryan Day, other than. Like he did not seem as tightly wound, I thought, as as he did last year, which you asked him about and he didn't really entertain the the notion of the question. But you were you were exactly spot on, I think, with your analysis of him last year, which is <clears throat> I, I don't I don't think he handled the week leading up to this game very well, and then his team kind of reflected that when they got on the field and played tight. So I did not pick up on that from him today, which I, I think is a good thing, and nor did I pick up on it from any of the players that we talked to. They're fired up, especially Denzel Burke, but um I'm led to believe that they're going to put their best foot forward in this game because I think they do have a a better mental grasp on on what this is.
0: A a year ago at this time, on a Tuesday in the Woody, I remember us talking about that was the most tight-lipped, uptight, short Ryan Day press conference of all time. I didn't love it. Um, And you could have spun it as... um, well, he's really laser focused in on this. He's got no distractions, but that's just not really his personality. Yeah. And we've talked about it hundreds of times. And the shorthand has been, are you going to see Georgia Ryan day? And I don't know. Um, The situation is different. The stakes for this game, even compared to a playoff game, as crazy as it is, to, as to, to say it out loud, like there's no way you can be totally relaxed for what's going to happen on Saturday. Like, there's extra security involved. Ohio State is bringing six police officers with them for their escort uh, on the buses up north on Friday into the stadium on Saturday, and having to make preparations and working with Big Ten officials to coordinate going down the tunnel.
1: There are
2: police so, officers in here today. Today
0: there are police officers in red yeah. yeah, to make sure yeah. that the the comments <laughs> are going to come back to bite me. I don't, and to also keep you know. I don't know spies out. Um, I don't were know. Were there right. any
1: Michigan media here? I, I didn't, didn't see any. I think, I think there was one.
0: I didn't see any, but I saw
1: one black guy I didn't recognize. They were
0: warned they couldn't get in. They have a goatee though, so don't worry. About there it. were too many police officers to let them uh, into the team room, but th- there's just there's no way I don't think to get fully to the relaxed, like joking pregame version that we saw of Ryan Day. Ultimately, th- what matters is if he calls a similar game plan or manages the situations the same thing once noon comes around. I think there's probably a good chance that we're going to see that uh, or the best version of him but um it does feel very different than a year ago at this time what that means over the next 4 days before kickoff I guess we'll find out.
2: It's a, it's Ill- illogical to expect him to get to that point as you said. Like this is extremely personal for Ryan Day. He has had his entire world questioned over the last 2 years because of of Michigan and like no matter how much you try to push it all aside no matter how much you try to say hey we're going to focus just on what we can control like that narrative is out there in in the ether and it has taken over every conversation about the Ohio State football program in the last two years so like I've tried to say it over the last couple weeks but no program and no person has been more personally impacted by this Connor Stallions Michigan cheating thing than Ryan Day like like it is impossible to expect him to not be somewhat uptight about it like his entire legacy as a coach as a as a person in the state of Ohio relies on this game. And like, even if they lose, it shouldn't all rely on his, uh, it shouldn't all dictate everything that everyone thinks about him forever and over all in. but it will. And how, how can you possibly be loose in that situation?
1: He did say that it is hard to keep the personal feelings out of it, but he is trying as best as he can to, to do so. But, but I think Den-
2: Denzel Ward saying, or Denzel Burke saying, I'm doing, this for, I'm doing this for our head coach. Like Did he say that? I yeah, understand. like yeah.
0: in the state of Ohio.
2: But he said head coach first. <laughs> Ohio. That's an interesting thing to hear. We don't generally get that vibe from people around here. Uh, and, and it just feels different. Yeah. Um,
0: in in some ways, because not only did they, they lose and not feel like they executed, but also just trying to piece together how much of it was caused by anything that they did wrong and what they couldn't know and control on the other sideline. And, uh, I was, I didn't know if Jim Knowles would answer my question to him about this or not. Like, did you actually, when you look back, which I know that everyone in this building has now and tried to look at certain plays and like, Oh, that's, that's weird. They were in the exact right call for the defense. So they go like, were you too aggressive? Like when you did your, your deep dive and self scouting, and he has changed things and they are eliminating the explosive plays. We've talked about that all year, but like, what's the balance? Do you allow yourself to think about that as a coach? And he's like, well, got into a philosophical explanation and a Philadelphia Catholic league, high school, Jesuit,
1: Jesuit priest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Getting into, you know, not learning from the past and being doomed to repeat it while also staying in the moment. Like that is the most delicate balancing act. And I think it's, it's symbolic of the entire week. Like, there's nothing Ohio State can do to change it. If those wins get vacated down the road, guess what? They're not gonna give gold pants to the buckeyes that played in those games. Like so you can you're not gonna benefit from thinking about that way. And I I, I understand that when I ask the question, but like if that keeps him from blitzing on Saturday, thinking about maybe they have the signals, like that's that's gonna doom them to failure as well.
1: yeah I do not I d I don't I don't think they'll use that the wrong way. Um they're aware of it, because even Ryan Day, I think twice made reference to like how things have happened the last two years, which I think is probably as close as he'll get to saying we didn't feel like we got a fair fight in those games because of what was going on with their sign stealing. But like, and I, and I think there's a way to use that as, as motivational fuel without it impacting you negatively. Like you're talking about, um, they'll have to do it. Right. I don't, I don't think that's easy. Um, I and, and like I put myself in air shoes. I would almost like want like, go out there like do all the same stuff over again to prove that it can work, right? Um,
2: that's so, been Ryan Day's like biggest problem. Yeah,
1: is just proving to himself.
0: Okay, yeah.
2: fine, we'll try so, it again. I like, knew this could don't, work. Don't what do you? that. Bill's, yeah.
0: Bill's over here asking like twenty
1: stretching the boundaries. Let's bring that. Let's back. bring it back. Well, maybe yeah. it worked when Minnesota did it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I. I thought your question to Jim Knowles was, was interesting in his response, um, equally so. I, I, I do think they are trying to find the proper balance between recognizing that, acknowledging it happened, probably being pissed off about it, but not letting it consume them to the point where it enforces bad habits or trying to do something outside of yourself to overcorrect it.
2: That's, that's I think, Kyle McCord's biggest challenge this week. I mean, that was talked about a lot today, probably more than it should have been, the decision between J.J. McCarthy and Kyle McCord as recruits. Comic basically said, once you get here, that stuff doesn't really matter anymore, but it's in the back of your head because Ohio State fans have been able to verbalize that ad and, whoa, we picked the wrong quarterback. I mean, we've seen that yeah. out there and people saying it, and uh, I think that, that that ability to listen to the noise but not allow it to impact you and let it um, change how you're preparing or change what you're thinking, like that's, that's the thread that you're – that's the needle you're trying to thread, like, You have to hear it because you want that motivation because you want to prove people wrong you want to prove other people right but you can't allow that to dictate how you prepare or to get you playing outside of yourself and that i mean if i look ahead to saturday like that's one of my biggest issues concerns it's like are guys going to do try to do too much knowing that they felt like the last two years were stolen from them and that's something that's a real concern and I, i think you have to see the coaches responding this way because if they aren't responding this way, there's no way the team's gonna respond that way. You're dealing with 20 year olds.
0: What do you remember most or foremost about that recruitment and the decision at quarterback? You said that we may be making too much out of it. Um,
2: they but- were both good quarterbacks. I mean, uh, it was it was never a thing. It was never, uh, it didn't, it turned into what it's turned into because someone, someone decided to ask JJ McCarthy about it at his high school. When it could have just been left to die, but that person who will remain nameless—I know—is <laughs> uh, <laughs> a is a guy who ostensibly roots for Ohio State and wanted to ask a question <laughs> for some reason that uh, was bizarre. So, you know, JJ uh, Ryan Day talked at length on Tuesday about how his respect for JJ and his, the family and. That's how it goes. You only pick one quarterback of class. Like, if you can't, you can't take it personally, I guess, or or you can if it's what motivates you. But Mm -hmm. um, you know, they picked Kyle McCord because he's bigger and they thought he was a more accurate passer. And now you got to prove him right.
0: That was the only mention of respect for a singular person on the Michigan side that came from Ryan Day, unless I'm mistaken. He said he had respect for the rivalry, but I am interested by this, and maybe we'll talk about it more later in the week, but. The way that these teams, both teams, Jim Harbaugh on Monday and then Ryan Day on Tuesday, talk about the game is so different now yeah. <clears throat> than it was five
1: years ago. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it's, it's nice. if I think you is, like it. You like it, though. I, I prefer it, I yeah. think. Like, it's great that Woody and Bo respected each other. They also had a special personal relationship that predated their involvement in the rivalry, or at least being on opposite sides of the rivalry. Um that carried through there. Like that, that makes sense. And I like Jim Trestle and Lloyd Carr, I'm sure could have a cup of coffee together if they wanted to. And that's great. Um, if I'm involved in this, I don't want the head coaches to <laughs> like each other. Respect the rivalry. Yes. Cause and, and respect it in a way that that makes your preparation what it needs to be. But I don't, need the coaches to be singing kumbaya i hope they don't talk to each other at the 50 yard line before the game i'm sure they won't jim harbaugh won't even be there to do it impossible yeah so but even if he was let's pretend that they didn't cheat and he was, he was there uh <laughs> that's that's perfectly fine with me i i think i thought the 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 right tone was struck um both by jim harbaugh and by ryan day like no like, don't pretend like you respect them respect each other personally if you don't just dodge the yeah. question and talk about something else Yeah. that's
2: that's to me the like when jim harbaugh was asked about it on Monday, and he doesn't respond in a way that people want to hear. I don't know why you want to hear him say, no. "Oh, yes, I do respect Ryan Day." No, he doesn't. Yeah, because they hate each other. You yeah. want him to lie? to <laughs> <Absolutely. you>? like, <laughs> They don't. They don't like each other. <clears throat> this is not the WWE. This is not a fabricated. This is not a fabricated animus between. Them. They do not like whoa, each other. Whoa. What wrestling is not fabricated? What is he talking about? Yeah. Those guys hang out on the bus after the. <laughs> After the bouts are over, okay. This is not the situation. These dudes do not like each other, yeah. and to pretend otherwise would be silly. And people want hmm. coaches to be honest, and then when they are honest, albeit indirectly, people get mad about it. Like yeah. you well, want them to be honest.
0: So right now they're really breaking kayfabe by revealing that they truly hate <laughs> each other. That's, That's the correct. opposite yes. of WWE scripts, is yeah. what you're saying. Who's the, what?
2: The, who's the heel? Who's the heel? the face here? They're breaking what? Kayfabe. Fabe. Who's. The, it, that's the beauty of this situation, Bill, is that both sides are the heel and both sides are the face, depending on who you ask. Like, no, 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 no. Not in this version. Yeah. If you ask Michigan <clears throat> fans, Ryan Day's the, the villain. I mean, it's, there's, no, there's well,
0: no... Everyone has someone that they're going to cheer for. Ohio State fans, to your point, yes, that right. team is the face. But nationally, I think the perspective of this game has switched from think, what it was 10 years ago. I think
2: objectively, people around the country believe that Michigan is in the wrong... And that they deserve to lose this game, which is, as you mentioned on the live show on Monday, very unusual. No one ever roots for Ohio State. That's why the Ohio versus the World shirts uh, exist. You can buy those uh, at OATW.com or something, and all that money goes to help uh, Ohio State's LAL. Like, that (laughs) exists because that's the way it was. But you also have to remember, the last two years, Ohio State in here started making shirts that said Woody versus the World. Because they believed that Ohio State fans were turning on them because of what happened in the Michigan game. So uh, this is cuz they were. <laughs> right. It's it's a, such a different this game is so different. You got I'm going to stop talking because I'm starting nope. to, I'm nope. going to get nope. off. How are we I feel I feel all Tuesday? This is Snappy Jays. It's vibe check I, I time. I don't think <laughs> people can understand the way that these teams feel about each other is not normal. It is not a healthy respect for the team. It is I <clears> hate <throat> you. And that's I I Alabama and Auburn cool good rivalry. Like th- this is not the same thing. It's not Anywhere close to anything else in sports, but I do. Well,
0: your perspective is always going to be different than ours from growing up with it. But don't you do you agree or not agree that there was a shift, and then 2012 to now I think is still very different. The first time I covered the game, I did feel like it was like Zach Bourne was going to go shake hands with somebody on the Mm -hmm. other sideline. I don't. I think there's far more likely to be a brawl before and after the game than anyone shaking hands.
2: Yeah. 100%. Uh, but it, that part has changed. Like, I, not, I don't know when it changed. It's not the same, but it, it changed when it seemed like Michigan okay. skirted yeah. a game in sure. 2020 and They then, shook hands last year, didn't they? Uh, there was no, there was nothing. You next mean when Michigan like? was planting no. a flag? Yeah, but field. Ohio State was going off the field by then. I mean, there was a cursory.
0: Then Michigan stayed out there and partied on the field for an hour. So I, I guess
2: I don't in remember. In 2021, there was there was a handshake. I remember the photo of, of the snow falling and Harbaugh with his big poop eating grin on his face. Like, uh, like. Guy eats poop. It's. <laughs> it's. Heard it here it's first. It's changed because Jim Harbaugh, for as much as he probably doesn't like Urban Meyer, you could tell he respected Urban Meyer. He's afraid of him. He, <laughs> and I don't know if Ryan Day, said something to him at at midfield in 2019 to piss him off i I mean we don't know that there there has to be some impetus there where jim harbaugh decided i do not like this guy and i don't know what it stems from but i mean i guess when he his offense put up 60 points on you back-to-back years and then it's probably part of it he's the head coach and they go to your place and beat you and then and then you know your entire job was reliant on skipping a game in 2020 like, maybe you use that as a motivation to dislike someone. I don't, I don't think there's any personal reason mm-hmm. for Jim Harbaugh to dislike Ryan Day. Not that I'm aware of until now. Yeah.
0: Me either. But they clearly don't. And uh, that's that. That's snap judgments. Oh, yeah. Injury update. There's not one. Fires
2: uh-huh. Auto, thank you no. for, you know, always uh, supporting us here. Sorry about the rants. Latham um, uh, Ransom's not going to play. Let's be clear, okay? He's so, not. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not part of max capacity.
0: Yeah. Season-ending injuries are... One bucket over here: Lathan Ransom, Mayan Williams, Court Williams, uh, Keon Gray's, I believe. Jason Moore, Will Smith. I mean, those <coughs> guys. Are that's pretty much play. it. Restockdale. Restockdale not going to play, um, but thanks, Bill. Mike Hall. <laughs> that's what we're for. Expect him to play, uh, and I mean, nobody else is even close at this point. Hey, Mecca's back, Cade's back, Travion's back. Tommy is going to play no matter what the circumstances. So that's the rundown there. Saved it for last because. There's really not more to say about it. This is an all-hands-on-deck situation. And Ohio State has been building for it for several weeks to be as healthy as possible for noon on Saturday. And the big house will be there. We can't wait. We're one day closer. And snap judgments uh, brought to you by Ayers Auto are in the bag. That's Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning for the podcast Daily.